These are really difficult times. I mean, in the past week, I've just seen complete madness. I don't know how it is where you are. People fighting in grocery stores, um, just getting super easily agitated online, people looking at each other like, does she have it? Does he have it? And just distancing themselves in a way that is not quite so neighborly. And then there's the issue of people just hoarding things, right? Piling things into their carts as if it's the end of the world and wondering, I'm wondering, where are they going to put all this stuff? And why do we feel such the need to buy and buy and purchase in a response to our fear? Well, if you're struggling with your own fear in this time, or you're wondering how we should be managing it as Muslims, this podcast is for you. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslima Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. How are you on this beautiful Friday? I know the world is in complete madness, but it's still a beautiful Friday where I am and I'm sure wherever you are all over the world because alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, we're alive and we're well and we're better off than most people. So alhamdulillah for everything. Now, um, in our podcast, if you don't know me, my host is Mindful Muslima. I talk about topics like life hacks, um, love, relationships, homeschooling, parenting, culture, religion, all types of things under the sun that the average mindful modern Muslim has to deal with. And today's topic is no different. I mean, sometimes we have trends and things that are happening, and in this case, a pandemic. But as Muslims, we're not really sure how to completely respond. I mean, we have ideas from the Quran or the ideas from the Sunnah. But sometimes it's hard to merge those with these modern day issues because we're getting bombarded in social media with messages from left and right from the news and politics and then our own social media feeds. So making sense of it all is what we do here at Mindful Muslim Speak. So no worries, I got you covered. Today we're going to be covering fear and kind of like why we get fear and how we can manage it actually and just four tips on it so we can relate it to modern day science and things but also back to our Quran and Sunnah and how to use it in this modern day. So if uh, if you don't already know me, my, like I said, my name is Mindful Muslim. I'm a big sister to the community, licensed educator of 20 years, and just a big sister looking to constantly bring back the sin and the Quran into our modern day and how we could use it right now. It, the Quran is timeless. It's a beautiful thing. And with Ramadan approaching, I'm super excited to talk about how we can make our life right now that much more relevant, how we can put Ramadan within our eyesight. I know it's about a month away, but with what's going on in the world, I think there is never a better time to start reflecting on our life and what we're doing with it, right? Now, in the beginning of every podcast, I always give a shout out, and today it is to a beautiful sister that I'm going to have a bonus episode with today, inshallah ta'ala. I'm so excited. So, salam, Sarah, Sarah. Um, Sarah is an amazing listener of my podcast. You know, it's funny. This is going to be my first interview ever on this podcast. Yes, this podcast has been around for about a year now, and I've actually never interviewed anyone. And yes, I can go and get all these swanky, super famous people out there, but that's actually not what this podcast is about. 
This podcast is about you, you the average modern Muslima that is struggling every day. So I picked a beautiful sister that is extremely intelligent and insightful, and I wanted her to talk about her life as a modern-day Muslima and kind of how she manages it. And I think you're going to find a lot of similarities in what um, she's going to talk about, and I'm going to bring her on for a bonus episode, inshallah, but today we're going to cover fear, the science of fear, and how we can overcome it in four easy steps. So I find this topic super interesting because um, a while back I learned about the science of kind of like how the brain works, how fear is, how fear is released, and then in the end how powerful it is in, in terms of how much control we actually can have even though we feel out of control. And I want to share a super amazing fact with you today about fear. But before we do, just in case not everyone is aware, I just want to talk about what fear is for a second. Fear is basically just a chain reaction in the brain that starts with a stressful stimulus. So in this case, let's give you the coronavirus where everybody's getting super nervous, right? But it just ends up always the same way with the release of chemicals. And the chemicals cause our heart to race. Maybe it makes us breathe faster or more frequently. And it energizes our muscles. And if you go back to Psych 101 in college, it's that fight or flight response, right? It's meant to protect us. But there's a super cool thing about the body that I think not everybody knows and realizes. And you actually probably have seen this happen, but you didn't maybe put two dots together. So I'm going to do that right now. Because in this realization, you're going to say, whoa, I subhanAllah, I have much more control than I thought I did over my own fear. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about how you can calm yourself down and become less fearful and manage it during this time. So I want to Think about the brain for a minute. Yes, it's super complex, but there's also something kind of super amazing about it. As humans, we actually can't tell the difference between what is real danger and danger that is not real. And let me give an example of what I mean. So when I say danger that's not real, I want you to picture yourself on a Friday night, and yes, not every Muslim watches the movies, but I want you to picture yourself on a Friday night watching a scary movie, right? You're in there, you're watching a scary movie, and you get to that scene where, you know, somebody is about to do something and you're getting super anxious, right? You're maybe gripping the sides of the couch, maybe your heart is beating fast, maybe you're breathing a little bit faster, and and your muscles are tensing up. And maybe, who knows, even if it's a super scary scene, you might scream out or you might actually have sweat, you know, perspiration developing on your forehead. You are feeling super fearful, anxious, nervous for what's about to happen in the next scene. And of course, they always have to have that music going on in the background, right? So if you can picture that event, Think about your body's response to that event. All right, now let's pretend something else. Let's pretend instead of that, I took a real life lion and I stuck them in front of you and I didn't put any bars, any barriers, no glass, just you and that lion. And if I'm mean enough, maybe I did it at the time right before feeding where he's super ravenously hungry and he's just ready to devour anything in sight. You could see him licking his jowls and he's just ready to pounce at any moment. What's your body doing then, right? Maybe your heart is beating faster, your breath is going faster, your muscles are tightening up. Maybe you are sweating now for sure. And what's that bodily response? The irony is the response you have from a real life event that can be dangerous, like a lion right in front of you, ready to devour you. And a movie where you're sitting in front of a screen and a situation that isn't real, your body is responding the exact same way. SubhanAllah. You see, our body actually cannot tell the difference of what is real danger and what's not. 
So if you think of that in the context of right now, where the coronavirus, everything is obviously that's the main stimulus, the fear of what could happen with this kind of like invisible virus that seems to pass super easily over one person to the next. And then we think about the news and the politics and the statistics and our social media feeds on Snapchat, WhatsApp, Instagram, YouTube, and we're just getting bombarded, bombarded with more and more stimulus on this topic, increasing our fear, but making us more fearful then we really need to be creating fear over something that might not be an eminent danger. For example, I live in a place that is not necessarily right close to New York City. It's a little bit away from it. So I am actually safer than the average New Yorker, alhamdulillah. But at the same time, there's definitely cases, you know, wherever I am as well. But the point is, I could easily, if, we sat, if I sat all day in my house, just, just watching and binge watching all this stuff on the coronavirus, I could easily get nervous and find myself um, more anxious and as if I'm in a bigger danger than I actually am. And that's what a lot of people are doing worldwide. Because we're sharing so much information and it's so easy to share, a lot of us are getting super nervous. But no worries. The good news is we can actually condition our mind. Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the brain super complex. And he also gave us some advice from the Quran and Sunnah of what we can do in this time. So let's talk about that right now, how we can manage our fear in this time. All right, so let's get into the four things that we can be doing. Now, the first thing we need to do, which to me is obvious, but at any time you want to change yourself or change your situation or change your emotion, your mind, you have to really consider what is causing it to get into the state that it is. So the first thing we need to do is to stop fueling our fear. Okay, so the first thing we could do is think about, gosh, I'm probably spending a ton of time on my phone or my computer, or my TV, watching all types of information on what's going on out there. The more I'm putting in my head, the more I'm increasing my fear. So social media overload through the news or whatever is something that is really just going to continuously make you more fearful if you keep indulging in it at the length that we're doing it. So the first thing is to kind of minimize the amount of time that we're exposing ourselves to the social media that is talking about this. And I will say here, side note, studies show that a lot of... Um, you know, big countries, they use fear also to drive economy. So at this time when it's also going to be pretty difficult in the economy for people, a lot of people are not able to work because of what's going on. Um, the, you know, natural reaction for any government is to tell the public that they should purchase, 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 because they need to make sure that we don't go into some type of recession, which we probably will at some level anyway. But the truth is there is an element of fear that is used to make us to purchase more than not. So do be aware of that. It's not some like dubious plan necessarily, but it is just kind of like a survival mechanism. Sometimes for countries, they do that. So try to not fuel the fear by indulging in social media. So do some social distancing for social media. Number two, remind ourselves of the times when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved us. Sometimes when you're in a really bad state of mind, it's really easy to think of everything horrible that's ever happened, how nothing has ever worked out or nothing will ever work out. But we're encouraged in Islam to think about the times where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did help us. And there was a time when the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he actually was struggling with dif difficult feelings. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed Surah Al-Duha. And the point of Surah Al-Duha is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminded the Prophet, peace be upon him, um, did he not find you an orphan and give you refuge and find you lost and guided you and found you poor and made you self-sufficient? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this surah is reminding us that there are times where we were in a really difficult state. We made dua, we asked Allah for help, 
And Allah gave us that help. So right now, a really good thing to do is to think of times where you were in a really bad state and you reached out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you begged him for help, guidance, protection, and he gave it. Let's give credit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where it is due. And let's not only think about the bad or the things we haven't gotten, but let's think of all the things that we have gotten, all the blessings in our life that do exist and all the ways that we can remember them in this time to help ourselves to think about how blessed we actually are.